Shay's Heart fam, how are you doing today? I hope all is well. I hope that you're smiling, you're full of energy today. And if you're not, that's okay. We don't have to always be bubbly, be happy. We don't have to always be in a good, in a great energy or a great headspace all the time. Sometimes the, the other, uh, let's say the not so happy moods can actually help us and teach us something about ourselves in the moment. So just remember that. And, and also, excuse me, I just had some drink. Let me get some water real quick. That's much better. So one of the things I won't just put out as a reminder. When people don't deserve love or grace, that's the best time to give it. Say it again. When people don't deserve love or grace, that's the best time to give it. That's the Shea verse for today. Today, I want to talk about facing it. Facing it through it all. Going through the rough patches in your relationship relationships they break down in so many ways and so many things happen along the way in any relationship and as a mature as a relationship matures just like a child sometimes certain things can seem chaotic or be chaotic some things can take a mind of its own there isn't any, con- uh, the, you're not connected with that person. And sometimes you're just not in a good headspace. And it's not because of your partner. It's because of what you're going through. And as of late, my partner, we've just really been in a, I don't know. It's just a weird, weird headspace. And 
life is happening and I get it, but I've learned how to not, not I've learned how to not, to t- how to not take it personal because in taking it personal, I'm feeling like, oh, I feel attacked. So I'm going to be on the fence. I don't have to because in all honesty, there are days, there are moments I have feelings towards certain things and I don't express like I should. I don't use my throat chakra as I should to express my feelings or emotions or how I feel or felt about something. That's something that it's taking time for me to open up to. But every day I'm making a valid a view I'm making a choice every day to communicate better. My partner, because that's not good. Sometimes when you're going through the rough of it or the rough part of a relationship or I wanna say the the transitional place. What is the what is the traditional face a place? The traditional place is the place in your relationship where you've been shifted into another level. You've been shifted into another level of living. See, the thing is, shifts don't look a certain way on the outside. Some people, when they shift, you know, they feel as if they need a whole new lifestyle, a whole new car, a whole new couch, a whole new everything. That's like, that's like this being tax season. People buy new couches, new cars because you get money. But that's old money you're using. That money been around. You know what I mean? It's just new to you because now it's in your hand. So it's just the same goes for for this shifts. Some shifts won't propel you to move out the hood into the into Collierville or to a better part of wherever you may stay. Or have a better car. Sometimes it's minor changes. For example, my the car that I have, I currently have now. I have a 2002 Pontiac, gray Pontiac SLE, Bundaville. Love it. But it was in a car accident, and when I first got it, apparently it was a car accident. <laughs> that's what they got it. They, that's how they got it. And the bumper was just unstable, all folded and bended up. And eventually I had I had to just remove the bumper. So for a great a great deal of time of having this particular vehicle, it's been without a bumper. And I must tell you, it's very embarrassing to go anywhere without a bumper. You're the only car this this in the in a parking lot without a bumper. And people can easily distinguish your car from the back. It's, it's just not pretty. But I can say it's been very humbling to ride without a bumper because it taught me something to not look at the, to not look at the, at the external. Because inside the car, everything's functional. I never had any major problems. I had to set a good tune-up, coarse tires, you know, just basic things. You know I mean? That's a little new windshield wiper. Just minor things I've had to get get on this car. Now, the car I had before that was a 2005 blue Toyota Corolla with tinted window. 
well, window, excuse me. I think I'm talking too fast, but even the car before that, a 2000, a 2001 Buick White Sabre. The car before that, 2011, 2011 CX-7 Mazda. There was the car that my ex-husband bought. Why am I talking about cars? Well, what I'm saying is, it with with the different cars I've had, it's 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 been a lot of transitioning. Now, the only re- the only reason why I've had to had so many cars, or this reason why I've had to have so many cars, excuse me, is due to the fact that when I first got the CX seven, I that we had that car for about. Five years. Lived in Clarksville, Tennessee, and everything. I think for a short period of time in Texas. Mm-hmm. I believe it was got the car in Texas and then was in Clarksville, Tennessee. So we had the car. That car was up and running and stable for five years. Not even a month or two in coming back to Memphis. A truck hit hit us. And it was just the girls and I in a car because at that point in time, I was separated, going through a divorce. So, of course, with insurance, I was able to purchase another vehicle. And from there, it was somebody hit me. Then my then, then my 2005, they stopped working. So I ended up selling it to a friend of the family or just, you know, just someone close to me and I, I still see old Betty Boop every blue moon, but you know I, I still love her. I still love on her because she was one of my favorite cars. Now the car that I have now, this car right here, it requires a lot of it, it requires a lot of love, attention, and I've had to get tires. This, like I said, minor things. I I didn't have to break change the brake pads, nothing like that. All I'm saying is. Relationship is maintenance, and you have to recognize its value. But with having different cars, I've learned a couple of things. I've learned that first you have to understand the manual, okay? I don't know why God's leading me here, but, hey, I'm I'm decreasing, God is increasing. I'm decreasing as God is increasing, excuse me. So the Holy Spirit has to speak. So you know how everything has a manual? And with, with every manual, it's instruction so you can better understand the car. But, you know, the thing is, people don't come with instructions. And when it comes to transitioning and when it comes to things happening or the happenings, no one comes with a, with a manual. It isn't a remote that you can just put a battery in and change someone's emotion or someone. You can't change your partner. You can't change them. And a lot of times... I bet we, I bet, cause especially me, I wish that I could have a manual on him. Like, this is who he is. This is what I need to do on this day. I wish I had the right thing to do. But I was watching, I was watching a TikTok video and a guy had mentioned, he was speaking about love and he pretty much, just to wrap it up, he was saying that those people that are forgiven the most, they love the most. And in order to be forgiven, that means we have we have had to make a lot of mistakes. 
So that means that we're going to be more willing to be more loving because we we've been there before. And he was speaking about how pride, I mean, how perfection, it how it sets us up to have pride or it allows us to be prideful and not to understand people's weaknesses. This is deep, y'all. So the fact that God have to constantly on a daily basis, on a daily basis, but forgive me because I've messed up so much and I still mess up so much. That pretty much says that I have to extend that same amount of forgiveness and grace. And that's how God works. Well, see, God would, God, God would allow you to be in the headspace or you'll be in the headspace where you need it. And that same thing that you need, you're going to share it or you're going to spread it, spread the good news. Like this thing helped me, this thing, I'm forgiven. You know, I have grace, you know, you'll be more patient with someone because God was first patient with you. You'll be a little more loving because God loved us first. So it's like it, it all begins with God. Okay. So with this analogy with perfection, Sometimes we expect our partners or people or situation in life to be perfect, but that's prideful because life or people aren't meant to be perfect or they don't come with a manual. No one comes with instructions. And see, that's how you know God is in it because you you have to see God on some things. And when you have to see God on a relationship, you have to see God on who, who someone is. It's so powerful. And one of the things from another video I was watching, uh, a guy, uh, a guy asked his wife, what would you change about me? And she said nothing. She's like, I pray and I, I pray and ask God for me to understand you. And that was so powerful. And he was from us saying that people try so hard or people want to, ch- people want to, change their partner instead of understanding them. And if you actually prayed or you're seeking to understand them or even understand them better, then there will be less or no arguments because you're not putting all that energy to changing them into who you want them to be or trying to force them to act how you want them to act. And everybody don't do everything the same way. You know, I know with me, it takes me a little longer to get dressed. I'm a, I'm, I'm a little bit more, I'm a, I'm more particular with how my, how my clothes need to be. I like my clothes to look, smell. I like, yeah, smell. I said smell. If my clothes don't smell a certain way, I'm not going to put it on, I'm putting the washing machine or I'm going to wait till it's time to dry, wash and dry it. You know, it's just, if it don't fit my body a certain way. If, it, if my clothes don't fit my mood at that moment, I won't feel right putting, no, putting those clothes on. So sometimes I go through like five outfits. But I have learned that when it's time to go like quick, fast, and hurry, I'm not really good at that. So I'm like, unless I had clothes already put out, I don't know where we're going. I, you know, I don't know. I, I want to always look, smell be the best version of myself all the time. And I have a sense of perfectionism and that caused me to be prideful. And I, I can say God has helped me with that. I mean, God have helped me with that 
throughout the years. I'm less perfect now. I'm not as judgmental because I realize, hey, someone else can make the same mistake. It's the same way when I see a child acting up at a Walmart or Kroger's or just any store, even a Target, a Michael's. And back in the day when I didn't have any children, I probably would like, mm, bad parent. But now that I have two children, I'm like, mm, you, you know, and everybody, you know, everybody looks at their child, but only, only true parents will understand what's really going on. And it's understanding is so underrated in relationships. Okay. And by having a basic understanding of the other parent, you're like, wow, I understand. You know, then you're like, if I was, if I was that parent, I'd do this. But we get more wisdom as we get older. Uh, we get more wisdom as we get older. See, so many of us, we can attain knowledge, but we're not wise. Wisdom is knowing when, how, and what to say at the right time. And what whether, whether to say it or not to say it. And I'm sure so many times that you probably sent a text message or an email that was angry or even a Facebook post or social media post or maybe... In, in the person's presence, even behind their back, you want to say something, especially in their presence during the argument. You want to say something so bad that could hurt them to their soul, but, but God didn't let you because that was wisdom that stood in. I believe we need more wisdom in relationships so we can be more gracious and patient towards our partner and others in our lives. And we also need to understand them. But the thing about understanding is... We don't know them. Like when you don't understand something, you don't get it. We're ignorant of it. And a lot of us, we're ignorant of the pe- people that we're uh, the people that we say we love because we're ever changing. We're transitioning. And just like the. Just like with the podcast, this podcast is meant to transform relationships and change lives. But how can this podcast transform lives, I mean, transform relationships and change lives if it don't start with me. And that was something God spoke to me earlier, earlier this week. I was having a conversation. God was like, I have to use you as an example so you would have, so you would know what to talk about. See, so many people start podcasts and they do things just because. But if I didn't experience half of these things that are a part of these episodes or segments, then would it even be relevant? No, I can, I would just be spewing what somebody else said, regurgitated information. You know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a baby bird eating a worm and regurg, regurgitating it to the, or feeding a baby. I'm sorry for the image, but that's the best way I can express it. But sometimes this information about relationships and all this stuff is regurgitated. It don't work for everybody. Every every relationship, everybody's different. So we have to treat people as such. Why am I saying this? Why am I why am I even going forth and talking about this? Well, it's because it's relevant. And maybe some of the arguments and disagreements you've been having. It is because you're trying to change your partner. And of course, there's always something that we can do better. 
this isn't to say, hey, someone is perfect. Someone don't make mistakes. No. No, we 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 fully hopefully we fully accept that people are gonna come with flaws. Oh, I don't like calling them flaws, but perfect imperfections. Okay. You know, things that that comes with them. That will come with them. But the thing is, instead of trying to change them, can we can we strive to understand them? We've asked God change my partner. We've asked we've asked the universe. We've asked Buddha. We've asked ourselves. We've asked whatever energy we may serve. And I don't think we've asked God for the manual on our partner. People don't come with a manual. See, we learn through their patterns, their interactions, what they need. And the, the crazy thing about needs and wants, they change on a constant basis, even by seasons. You can be in the spring season while your partner's in the in in winter season. So while you're blossoming and happy and joyous, your partner can be depressed, sad. They need your attention. They're looking at your light and what's going on in your life. Like, why? Why are they going why are they so happy over here and I'm sad? And the thing is, we are not responsible for our partner's battles. And I know sometimes we want to, sometimes we want to pick up that 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 boulder for them, but we can't. Because sometimes God is dealing with our partner. And the way God deals with our partner is to allowing them going through things and and allowing and allowing for us to see how God operates in our lives. Or if we get, if we get a job promotion, let's say you wouldn't have a job, God will give you a new job just to show you, just to just to make that person have a conversation or something. Like, hey, what's going on? Am I not doing something right? <laughs> you know, it makes them go inward. So sometimes God will use your partner to show what can be done, you know, and going back to the illustration of understanding, I, I still don't understand my daughters. They are weird in their own ways. I'm still learning them and learning someone is the same as understand as, as getting wisdom about them and you're getting facts about them and even with all these facts they can be thrown out the window the next second and that's the crazy part about understanding and transitioning with your partner we have to transition even if even even if it's not in the way that we would perceive it like my timeliness to my partner may be like, oh, well, she's always late. What if I'm not always late? What if, What? because uh, I know I'm very punctual on my job. I'm very punctual going to places. Now, it's certain events I'm not exactly on time due to me getting ready. So that's something that he, he points out. 
And that's very much true. Not all events I'm on time for. I can say before children, I was at every event on time. No lie. Even throughout the marriage, every event on time, even with the children. But since being a single mother, things are harder some days. And, you know, I don't have that healthy balance while I stay. This is no, this is no excuse. But I've noticed since, since, there, since there's no man in the house, I have to balance all this by myself. And, you know, having to balance this by myself, it causes me to put myself last. So if I take an extra 15 minutes getting dressed and it, it's 15 minutes being late, it's a joy for me because I look good. I smell good. I embrace that moment that I'm in. You know, I'm like, wow. You know, I feel I, nobody wants like a frumpy mom every time they go somewhere. But a great, a, a great, a great amount of time. I always have to do something for my daughters before we leave. And I always put myself last because even if I get dressed before my clothes or something getting messed up. So I have to make sure. My stuff is where it needs to be. But the dynamics have changed for me. I don't have that luxury of always having someone to dump the trash or someone to wash the dishes. Because the girls, they wash dishes, but sometimes they don't do it in a, in a way where it's where it needs to be. So I'm like, okay, I let them wash dishes. Sometimes I have to go after them and wash the dish again, the same dish. So it's... Rather difficult when you're the only adult in the house. And I think that's something that he really may not get at times. When the times he said that. And what he said is very accurate. You know, I'm not as timely as I was, as I would like to be all the time. But I'm a very timely person. Still doesn't excuse that. So, of course, I just dismiss the conversation and try not to bring those things up. But this is just one of one of one of the many examples of the conversations him and I have had in times past concerning something I need to change. But I think that that would change once I have more help in the house. Then I won't have to do so much and try to juggle myself like a clown juggling balls trying to do this. Now, I'm still speaking about facing it all because we transition from so many different people. And I must say, learning how to juggle all this, it's a lot. It's a lot to juggle. And as as I transition into this woman, this wife, as I walk into this, it's a lot to take on. Now, this still is pertaining to relationships. How? Because it's relationship with myself, how I see myself. And it's a different mindset now. And when, when we're in the rough parts or we're, or we're not in a good place with our partner, a lot of these discussions may come up. I likes and dislikes what I want you to change. But sometimes the main person talking about something changing 
it's the person that's the most messed up. And sometimes people project their relationships. They know they're messing up. They know they mess up a lot. That doesn't mean that, hey, reject them. That means they need more forgiveness. But some people are unaware of their willing, their uh, of the things that they bring to the relationship that may affect the relationship. Some people have no patience. So when you, if you don't have patience and a, and a relationship requires for you to be patient, then you're going to, if you're not aware of, of your impatience, you're not going to see things from your partner's point of view and you're not going to understand them because you're going to only see, we only see through our own perspective sometimes. And just in arguments and the rough times and really just coming together to really be on one accord, your partner is not easy sometimes, some days, especially when you have, especially when you're a single parent. And I'm talking to the men too. Women, if you're dating a single, a single father, understand that his, his responsibilities are going to be for those children. And sometimes we got to come second a third. And if you can assist in any way, assist if you're in that headspace. But men go through so uh, go through just as much. And he may be having issues with the children's mother as well. So it's a lot go that goes into living and dating and marriage and, and especially my situation getting looking to get remarried. And repairing the relationship with my ex-husband is a whole nother story. But it's coming together. And I'm and I've asked God to help me repair those that relationship with my ex-husband. You know, why can I ask him those questions like, what are some of the things that mistakes I made in that marriage? So I don't have to repeat myself and I can look at the now I'm like, hmm, do I still do that thing in my relationships? So I can I, you know, I can you know, I, I can bounce that off of that if there's something I want to do. Why am I saying this? I'm saying all oh, this because sometimes we need to ask God for the manual. The manual will first off give us grace with the person because we, re- we realize they're not perfect. And we won't be prideful. We won't turn, we won't turn our noses up at their weaknesses when we're just as weak. And I think that's a big thing that I've had to deal with as well. Uh, some some people in the church, some people, I don't say church, some people in the ministry, they judge my situation, being prideful, because honestly, some of them have never been in my situation. Some have. People always have something in their mind to say how you should do things. But when we're facing it all, when we're adulting, when life is going on, we can't be concerned about what others think, even our partner. Even if there's something, even even if that's a person, our most favorite person in the world, our most favorite person in the world should be God at the end of the day. How do you see God? And God will give you that manual to your partner. So instead of just praying or seeking guidance, divine guidance on on changing them. Seek understanding. Ask God for the manual for your partner so you can reach a deeper understanding of one another.
You're not trying. You're not spending your energy trying to change them. All your energy is just on living. And as you live, as you go inward, as you evolve together, it's so beautiful. And this is the love that so many people pray and want to manifest and desire with their heart. We all going to go through rough times and rough seasons, but we have to stay nurturing. A friend of mine, a best friend of mine, reminded me, a tender woman is more healing than a strong woman. So being tender is more healing than being strong. And even to put in other words, put another way, a now see the words not come to my mind, but anyways, a harsh man, yeah, a harsh man is worse off than a gentle loving man. Oh, but yeah, a gentle loving man is more healing than a harsh man. Men, you have to be gentle and loving towards her. When you show love and tenderness towards a woman or your your partner, whoever your partner is, you will find out. Because it's needed on both ends. I'm just not one over the other. They all go together. But when we are gentle and tender and loving towards our partner, we get different results. But sometimes when people are stuck in their ways and they are not a certain way, and they are going through the transition of going from this version of themselves to that version. It's the it's the understanding of them, the understanding of who they really are through God and through God's eyes. And we marry, we date, and we're with them. And we see them through God's eyes. It, it creates this beautiful harmony in the relationship. So you you have less arguments about what ifs and all these other perspectives because no one is trying to appease the other person just to appease them, but you want to be all that you can be for yourself first and then for them. It is a certain level of selfishness we must have in order to have self-love within a relationship. If we're going to face it all, if we're going to get through it together, if we're going to get through the arguments, we have to have a basic standard of healthy boundaries that's going to show others how we need to be treated and how we deserve to be treated. It doesn't matter how long you've been with someone. And sometimes people get so laxed in how they do things that they don't scratch themselves. See, the thing is, some people ask for God to extend their territory. But do, do people really know what that means? This is what it means. You're asking God to stretch you. That's all it means. God is not going to move you into another house without, without changing your mindset first. God is not going to give you another vehicle if you can't take care of this one. God is not going to give you another child if you can, if you can barely manage this one. God is not going to give you another job or give you a raise if you can't even save money. If you can't even come 
you can't be punctual and behave yourself and do what you need to do at this job. See, when we ask God to extend our territory, what we're asking God is to stretch us. And God would give us somebody who would stretch us sometimes. We're going to be frustrated at them. We're not going to like them. They're going to do things that irritate the heck out of us. And that's how you know you really love somebody. And see, loving someone and being in love with someone are two different things. See, some people like the idea of love and being together and being romantic. But actually loving someone and being in love with someone, it means you've been in the, you've been in the present with them. You still desire them. You want to be around them every second of the day. And I am in love. I really am. I love this man I, and I, as well as being in love with him. But there's some things about him that I know I, I don't like. Now, I decided not to focus so much on those things. And I asked God to change it. But you know what? I'm going to ask God to show me, to give me the manual on him to understand him better. And I'm going to see how that may work. But as I go through my transitions and move forward, I'm hoping that this podcast can be a light in the darkness for any other relationship. Maybe some words that that were spoken can enlighten others and help others. But I love you, and I hope too much wasn't said, but I hope all is well. I love you. I hope these words penetrate to your soul and cause you to look at your relationships and your yourself differently. Because we all have those sitting in the car moments before going in, going in the house. I do that now. Sit in the car sometimes. Take that moment at breather. Least the stress of the day. Knowing that I may have to face something coming home, coming home, because I have children that wants and needs all of my attention, and I may need to put my attention somewhere else, or I may have to do this afterwards. You know, so it's rather hard some days. You don't have to be married and sitting out in the car. You can be a single parent sitting in the car, just because you want a peace of mind. Having children or just sharing my life, sharing this space with them, it's hard some days. So all I'm saying is this in the car moment, those real conversations, those little foxes biting at your tree, it's going to initially cut it down slowly. So don't allow the small things to become big things. Deal with them when you can. Talk about it. If you don't feel like talking about it, write it out. If you don't feel like writing it out, put it in a text message. You know, just release it. Let them know some type of way what's going on. So, I hope that someone said to evoke some change. And I hope that this podcast is transforming your relationships. It's one of our lives, and I thank God for being a mouthpiece and an example, even though I don't, I didn't ask me example, but thank God for that. Thank God for the calling. And I pray that all that have been said will change how we see things. 
Until next time, remember, out of the heart flows the issues of life. Chase heart.